Hello, and welcome to Plant Pod. Um, this is going to be episode three, and today we have Brian Hook, we have McKenna Ayers, and myself, Robert Romay. Last week, we talked a little bit about why we would do um, church planning, why we would do an entire podcast on church planning. But I think the question that kind of came up towards the end is, why even focus as a church? Why even focus on church planning in general? Why would that be something that you would value or seek or really as a main vision? So, Brian, do you have any? Yeah, you know, that's that's a great question and one that I've pondered quite a bit because I think as you're you're planning a church, it's so hard and it's so easy to sometimes say, let's stop doing this, mm. you know, like, you know, quit, like, let's don't do this anymore. Or maybe you've uh, been a church and you've invested in a church plant or church plants that have, um, for whatever reason, failed. Mm. Maybe they didn't make it. And you think, you know, let's just keep going on with the vision God's given to us and the purpose God has for us. And just exclude that, you know. Um, or maybe you're a, a church that just says, let's let's stop doing small groups and multiplying small groups because it's hard. Mm. And it's just easy just to say, you know, why don't we just get people to come listen to the pastor and go home than to deal with all the issues that arise in a Sunday school class or a small – happens every week like every week there's a problem that emerges or a sin that emerges because we're human and we have problems and we have sin so not only the church plan itself but also multiplying small groups or sunday school whatever you call it and it's it's just it's so easy to to step away from that so i think that you have to land on what is the purpose ultimately of why we're doing what we're doing and i think that's connected to really the eternal purpose of God. Mm. And if you can Mm. connect church planting to the very eternal purpose of God, then um, all our whiteboard sessions of ideas and dreams that we have for our church start to make more sense. And there was a, there was a whiteboard session in heaven before our whiteboard (laughs) sessions. And we have to attach our whiteboard session to his whiteboard session and his, He's, you know, he's all knowing. So I'm not saying there was a whiteboard session, but you know, I think there was a plan in place before we, you know, live. So eternal purpose, eternal means forever. So what was God's forever purpose? Mm -hmm. And if church planning is not that, then let's don't do it. You know, let's don't waste our time because it's too hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, small groups too hard. If it's not connected to what he purposes in heaven, then, um, Let's just get some people to come hear me preach mm. and then go home. And But that's not the eternal purpose of God. Mm. And uh, eternal purpose of God continues to expand and multiply. And So I look at it, and eternal means eternal. So we have to ask ourselves um, what was going on. I mean, we know what happens now in time, but what was going on? What's going on after time? What's going on before time? So, I mean, at the end, we can just dialogue about it. What's going on? at the end of time, like what's mm-hmm. going on after time ceases, what's going on after we're done. We were doing a teaching team meeting today and we were talking about, wow, we will be like him, you know, and what's going on after. And I think after there's a lot of things going on, but there's some things that aren't going on that we do today that make it bad, but there's not evangelism in heaven. Right. 
purpose. That's not his eternal purpose. Mm-hmm. We focus a lot on that, and that's good. We should be doing that. There's not uh, Bible study. And yeah, why would there be? Right, you, you have <laughs> so we you have focus the word a lot on that now, and that's good, right? We make sure. an emphasis on Bible study. We make an emphasis on evangelism. Uh, we make an emphasis on prayer, but in heaven, prayer really isn't the goal. Prayer is simply talking to God, and that's the the type of um, uh, way that we do it here on earth. But in heaven, I can talk to him. I think you know? what you're getting at so, is there's – okay, so the in the Bible, yeah. in Ephesians, um, it talks about the eternal purpose. It mentions that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. The, those words. And so – the purpose that's eternal would be forever, and yep. therefore it's going to be important now and also when heaven returns to earth, when Jesus returns, Absolutely. right? And so to your point, evangelism, we, we won't need to evangelize once Jesus comes back because that is no longer. So that's good. It's not You're not saying it's a bad thing. But not at all. This, not this at is all. going to span. There are so many things. Eternity. Eddie Leo, right. who who helped me on this, he he taught me this. He he's a uh, Indonesian pastor, and when he began to talk about this, it made so much sense because I've always been one to emphasize evangelism or emphasize Bible study or emphasize so many things, which are good, as you say. Mm-hmm. But is what is the eternal purpose of God? You know, and I yeah. think you can you can actually go to Jesus' words in John in John seventeen mm-hmm. when he's praying and he says, yeah. "You love me before the foundation of the world." So there was a community before time and Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And it, it, it is true that there was love there. So mm. that's what they were doing. And mm-hmm. the love was focused on Christ. So there was a Christ-centered love. There was a Christ-centered community in heaven. And we're not like other faiths that have a, kind of a monolistic type view, like one, just a, just a part of, you know, just... We have a multiple, multiple, you know, persons of God. Right. So we, we have community there. So it's different than what other faiths have. So we have Father, Son, Holy Spirit in community. And what they do is they, they create us. So let us make man in our image. And so mm-hmm. they multiply out this Christ-centered community. You know, and so mm-hmm. there's this relationship dynamic that they multiply out, which I think is beautiful and it's, you know, you, you think about church planning. Well, the reality is what we're doing is we're multiplying out Christ-centered community. So mm-hmm. Christ is the center of all that. Not to get too too theological and all that, but that, I mean, the reality is it is it is rooted in Scripture. You know, mm-hmm. in, in, in Ephesians 3, it talks about us, um, talks about who we are, and it talks about how um, there is this mystery that is now going to be brought to light and the administration of this mystery, which for ages have been hidden in God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church. So there's this mystery and this wisdom now that comes on the scene in the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance to the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ our Lord. So, wow, church planning isn't just a great idea to reach our community. Church planning isn't just the really a, a powerful way to to share Jesus with others, which we talked about last week, it is actually in line with joining the eternal purpose of God. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Yeah, that I, can, really good. I, can, I can buy into that. Right. <laughs> right? And I can't quit that because that's always going. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can 
we can continue to, I think when we get off track in church planning, I think we can come back to, we're not focusing on Christ. Mm. We're not loving Christ like we should. We're not looking at Christ as we should. We're starting to look at each other. We're starting to look at other aspects and other purposes rather than the main thing, which is Christ, you know? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I think sometimes churches get off track there. Yeah. So for the eternal purpose, and it says in here that it's, uh, let's see, Ephesians 3.10, so that the church, the manifold of wisdom, might be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So so there's a purpose for the church that, there's a role that the church has in this. Yes, absolutely. And that he's he actually wants to use the church. And so that might also be something that we need to, in, in a lot of ways, define, like, okay, what's the first thing that pops into most of our head probably when we say the word church? It probably depends on whatever your upbringing is, whatever church looked like for you, going to a building. And we've talked about before that that's not what we're talking about. So we probably just want to make sure we define that. But also he says manifold wisdom is part of this eternal purpose. It's it's through the church that really mm-hmm. God's going to be made known, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Jesus defines the church uh, in... Um, he, he, he talks about us... He, he's talking to Peter, he's talking to his disciples, and he calls us, uh, first time he uses the term is ecclesia, mm-hmm. which is gathered, you know, but even that is not the full extent of it. It's gathered, scattered. So mm-hmm. it's the gathered, scattered ones. Mm-hmm. He's borrowing that term from the Romans, mm-hmm. and he's they have their ecclesia that uh, gathers together and executes the, the commands and wishes of the king. So that's what we are. He mm-hmm. says, you're my ecclesia. You're my gathered ones. You're my scattered ones. I'm going to send you out. So, yes, there's a gathered dynamic of it, and there's also a scattering dynamic of it. And mm-hmm. both are, that's the, that's the church. You, mm-hmm. we're, we're his representatives. But also there's so many other terms used for church, the, the bride of Christ, mm-hmm. the family of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also called ambassadors. We're called living mm-hmm. stones. Uh, we're called the temple of the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's all these mm-hmm. metaphors that God uses to describe. To to hone in on what you just said, the ecclesia. So when, yes. when I think it's Matthew 17, the first time that Jesus uses that term. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Romans, what they would do is they would get a bunch of the people together that maybe weren't even Romans yet, said, this is how we do things. This mm-hmm. is our culture. Now I want you to go back into the place in which you live and mm-hmm. spread that culture. We want Rome to be the focus. We want that culture to now permeate everywhere. Right. And so Jesus says, all right, see that? Like, right. I'm going to, I'm going to bring you in. This is the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. This is my culture as the anointed one, the mm-hmm. Christ. Um, I want you now to go back out to where you live yeah. in the places I send you and take that with you. So yes. I, I, am I Absolutely. correct? And that's Absolutely. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's one huge aspect. I mean, he uses Ecclesia. So we use that word church. And that's where it stems from. But then to your point, there's other ways that he talks about his body and his family, and mm-hmm. right? Yes. I think because you're talking about a just a deep truth, um, it's kind of like the kingdom, right? He talks about the kingdom. There's, mm-hmm. how, how do you possibly come to a point where you say, well, yeah, that's the definition of the kingdom. It's so right. big, but so is the church. Right. The, the manifold wisdom of God, how big is that? And he says he's going to exp- he's going to expand that. He's going to show us that through the church. So mm-hmm. the manifold wisdom is manifold. It's multifaceted. So there's so many different 
teachings and truths. So he gives us little metaphors to help mm-hmm. us. You know, sometimes we struggle with uh, love and working together. And he's like, hey, you're my family. You yeah. know? And sometimes he's like, you know, you're not you're having problems working together as far as carrying out this mission. You're my body. Right. With many members. Um, sometimes we struggle with holiness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we struggle with, you're the, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You need to remember that. Sometimes we struggle with um, sanctification. And we struggle with being used of God because of str- struggles. And we, we come to God as stones. And he has to chip away. Mm-hmm. And he has to create us in his image and place us where he needs us in this building of his church. And mm-hmm. so he says, you're my living stones. And so there's all kinds of different metaphors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use. And even those that I just described are not even to the fullest extent of what sure. we are as the church. Yeah. We limit the church so much. Right. We have this, we, we're so into copying. Jim Hilton, who was a mentor of mine, said this. He says, we, we copy so much of other churches rather than scanning heaven. Mm. And I think mm. that's a really good picture. We need to look to heaven to dis- to, to, to really live out the, the manifold wisdom of God rather than copying the church right. down the street. Right. No, that's good. And that goes back, you had mentioned earlier, and I kind of wanted to touch, that on, touch on that again, is just um, right before the foundations of the world, there was the unity and the trinity, right? So obviously, yeah. you know, you're not going to find the word trinity in scripture, but it's there, the reality, the truth is there throughout the scope of scripture. And... When he's in back to Ephesians verse 10, Robbie read that it's through the church that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known now. And so Mm -hmm. it's not through the building, right? He's not saying, okay, once you have this, this structure, this edifice, then right through that, the manifold wisdoms. No, no, it's through the body. And so, um, we mirror the unity in the Trinity. And so we get a perfect picture of what that should look like. And now we get to be those ambassadors, right? We get to be, um, the community of God that we have a perfect picture of. So we don't, it's not like we have to figure it out for ourselves. He gives us a perfect picture, the unity that, right. The tri unity, the Trinity, we see what that looks like. And now he gives us stewardship over that. We are to steward the resources he's given us and bring about that unity, the community here on earth, bring heaven down to earth. Like Rob, I think That's you were good. talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, which is just so beautiful. And it really is a different picture than what so many of us are used to is just the church is something you attend on a Sunday morning or you go to a, an event, but no, it's, it's God. God is the church. He builds his church and he shows us what that looks like. That sounds a lot more, um, there's a lot more responsibility put on me as a Jesus follower. Mm-hmm. If I, if I'm living in this world that I am going to a church building, if that's what it is, and I, I am learning, and then I hopefully try to be a little bit better, a little bit more like Jesus this week. Mm-hmm. That's that's on one hand, but it's more responsibility if I see, oh, the church is actually we're we're a body together. Mm-hmm. We experience Christ uh, a little more fully. You know, there's things that I don't experience unless I'm around the body. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm just an ear hanging out, uh, I don't really get the full experience of God. I don't get the experience, the other spiritual gifts. But now I'm I'm also called to go out when I scatter the next day, go to work, or maybe I'm going to the gym and I'm supposed to live that out. I have a responsibility. It's not really about me anymore as it is in the first era of like me being better. It's about not only me being better, but also me taking that to other people right that's that scatter like okay let's go scatter that jesus culture around i think that's 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 huge and we have to get back to that eternal purpose because throughout history we have we have really um missed it 
when it comes to church, even to the point of our interpretation of the scripture you mentioned in Matthew. I mean, there was an early interpretation in the 1600s of, in the in the, the King James version that they actually interpreted it building mm. rather than ecclesia. Mm. It changed the term, mm. and they used a ger- German term um, mm-hmm. for that. And so they actually, there are people all over the world that still have that version, mm-hmm. and they're using that, and they think. They think the church is a building, mm-hmm. you know, and then we perpetuate that here in America where we talk so much about buildings and we talk so much and elevated so much that, um, I, Hey, I've been in, I've been in situations and have heard pastors talk about it and they actually, I, this is sad. I'm just going to say it. It's a podcast. So we're learning. <laughs> there are some pastors that have actually felt like they needed to build something to give their church purpose. Mm. And we've got to get people on the same page. Therefore, we can get people together to pray. We can give people get people together to give, to build something so that we can have purpose. And wow. you are no different from Moses on the mountain and the Israelites building some golden calf, mm. you know, and we can idolize buildings and we actually think and give sense to it that this is church. Mm. And we start worshiping buildings. Yeah. And even our purpose shifts to give people meaning. And I, I'm just saying that because I know there are pastors potentially listening to this that have done that. And they, but there is, it, it is true that you can, you can galvanize some people together to build something. Hmm. But in our hearts, as, as men and women of God, made in the image of God, we always want to be a part of mission and building. Right. But the question is, what are we building? Right. Are we building buildings or are we building and joining together in the eternal purpose of God, which is Christ in our community? Mm-hmm. Now, that's something I can give my heart to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So I think um, as we're talking about the church, a few different things would come to mind, I would think, or at least they do for me. You know, you've got the church. What, what are we talking about? Because we're talking about church planning, like, but aren't we all the church, right? Mm-hmm. Aren't we all the body? If you're a Jesus follower in India and a Jesus follower in Tucson, Arizona, uh, are we not part of the church? Mm-hmm. Um, but That's also what's the difference between we gather on a regular basis, both in small group and large group. So like, which one is this one talking about in Ephesians 3.10? I don't know, Rob, which one is it? <laughs> I have no idea. We're talking, we're just talking. Yeah. This is our podcast. I think it's a great question. Yeah. I think it's a great question. Yeah. I think, yeah, kind of to your point, the people of God, right? His body, his church. And so just thinking about through the church is how this is all going to unfold. And you think about the fact that God doesn't need us, right? God doesn't need us to accomplish his will for the earth and what that looks like. And kind of back to the eternal purposes, that cosmic reconciliation of all of creation. He doesn't need us for that. There's nothing Mm -hmm. that we can offer him that he's like, you know what? Rob has that or Brian has that and I need that on my team. Right. And yet in the the upside down kingdom, in his manifold wisdom, he says, no, my people, you are the vehicle or you are the mode through which I'm going to bring about my will for this earth. And so, yeah, it really is through his people. It's not through the building or whatever that looks like. It's through his people. And so he calls Mm -hmm. us, you know, in the great commission to reach all nations and uh, to make disciples and through these things, those purposes are coming about. He's, he's reconciling yeah. all people to himself. He's reconciling creation. And so how does that happen? Us being obedient, Jesus followers, us taking him at his word, reading it for what it is and saying kind of like Isaiah, right? Like here I am, send me, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all in, I'm going to do this. If that be 
church planning or if that yeah. be, you know, international missions or whatever that looks like, these purposes are brought about by Jesus followers being obedient to God at his word. Yeah, mm. that's good. I, I, I think you're right on. I think you're right on. I think there's, um, let's just, since it says manifold wisdom, let's just dream for a moment. How big mm. is the church? You know, let's yeah. not think about what he necessarily looking at, like, what is it? What, what type of, you know, church is he looking at here? What dynamic? Cause there's three different, um, just there's three different, um, types of church, right? Just kind of talk through it just briefly mm -hmm. for those that are listening. And right? there's, there's the church, you know, big C church. And mm -hmm. that's sometimes what people say, hey, yeah. aren't I part of the church? I don't need to go to a church. I am part of the church. That's true. You're part of that church. And that church is really the universal church. We don't meet together. Uh, there wouldn't be a big enough building to do yeah, that. Yeah, we can't, right? right? Yeah. Um, That'd be cool, there, though. There no Can you to, imagine? Yeah. I mean, no, I guess we will. There's not a big enough tree, but we're not meeting together. We will someday, though, right? Yeah. And we do join together. And that church is everywhere. It's not only based upon what you just said. Much of that church has already gone on. Right. They're the great cloud right. of witnesses. That's a good point. So that's the that's church. So I'm joining with them, but they're, I, unless it's... it's Someday, but if they came down right now and joined us, that would be freaky. That's not going to happen right now in this season. But also that church also is the global church right Right mm -hmm. now. So that's the global church. That shows us the reach of mm -hmm. the kingdom of God, the reach. It's huge. And then there's the responsibility in Scripture. Paul is speaking to Ephesians in this passage, right. so Ephesus. Yeah. So we can't ignore that. That's a city church. That's yeah. the church. And some people think that maybe that was under the same leadership, which I believe it was, um, in the American church, um, we, we, we don't get together with that very much because the church in, in, in given large cities are so big, we have congregations mm -hmm. that meet together. So we have that congregational dynamic, but in this passage, it's the, the city church. And, uh, mm -hmm. right now in this season of the kingdom, we have, especially here in America, we have congregations that meet. Mm -hmm. But then I think there's a third dynamic, and the church is so that I mean, that first one is reach. The second one is responsibility. We have responsibility for the church. We join together with other congregations mm -hmm. to reach the city. But I think that third one would be um, relationship. Mm -hmm. So, church is described also. This letter went house to house. So there are there are people that met together in the temple courts, and they also met house to house. That that relationship is where we see the one another's lived out. So I think that when we say church, it's all three of those. Yeah. I think okay. he's describing the manifold wisdom of God, the reach of it, how big it is. Wow. Mm -hmm. Incredible. The city, the responsibility that we have, and also the relationship that we have. Yeah. In a small group. No, I, I think you said that really well because, um, it's, I think it's, if we don't at least talk about some of those, it's easy for us to take no responsibility if we mm. think, well, it's just all of the church. And, and, um, it, but it's also easy to forget about all the church if you mm -hmm. just focus in on the small. But really, it's, it's a call for all of us, but right. it's also a call for us to be um, really invested in a, a local church in the city mm -hmm. to practically see people come yes. in to know Jesus. Right. And can I go home and do that myself where maybe just my wife and I, we've got our own, we are the church, right? There's two of us. And so, well, yes, but there's also, we see in scripture where there's leadership. Well, what's the mm -hmm. leadership in that, right? So there, there is a purpose to having a shepherd and people mm -hmm. um, that are in the body together and, and so on and so forth. So. I think I want to state something because it's just, as you're talking, I'm thinking about this. 
isn't it interesting? Some people want to use the reach, the big C, to kind of take a pass on their responsibility. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, I'm just a big. Isn't it interesting that we don't want to go there because it's like I'm part of the church. Well, what does that mean? You just you just said no to responsibility, mm-hmm. and you said no to relationship. When right. you take the big C church approach, which you know you mentioned this a little bit ago, that's the hard part. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I don't mean to like for those that have done that or have been there and like not trying to shame anyone, but that is really difficult. The relationship part and the responsibility part to be like, I'm going to go all in under another person's authority. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to submit. There's going to be times where all of us submit, but man, that's tough. Or, and to engage in relationships, it's awkward. It's messy. There's mm-hmm. eldership in the Bible. There's leadership so, yeah. in the Bible. There's depending on that what congregation. So many have con- congregations have so many different governances, and sure, that's fine. Sure. Bible doesn't really lean too much on a certain type of governance, mm-hmm. but it does state elders. It yeah. does state mm-hmm. the leadership. There is under shepherds underneath um, the Father, who is the head mm-hmm. of the church. Make no mistake about it. He's the head of the church. But uh, you know, Jesus even responds that in Matthew 18, there's a responsibility of moving forward in your faith. When that doesn't happen, and we come to a point of a dead end with people moving forward, you have to take it to the, take it to somebody else, take it to church mm-hmm. leaders. There is a responsibility there and relationship mm-hmm. in that passage. There's relationship and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And boy, it's just so much easier just to say, "I'm just part of the church. I'm going to live however I want." Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to be planting a lot of churches with that mindset. Right. Because, hey, we're all part of it. Let's just all sing Kumbaya globally <laughs> and sing We Are the World, you know, and yeah, everything's yeah. fine. No, there's responsibility for this city. We must plant churches because we have responsibility mm-hmm. to see God's glory come to every single domain of this city. And we also have responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure that every man, woman, and child hears about Jesus Christ. That's good. That is really good. And we also are responsible to love one another. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, that's, and, and to see the manifold wisdom happen in that environment too. The manifold yeah. wisdom of God happens in all three of those C's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that is so good. I think what is helpful in the conversation is just seeing that there, the reason for church planning, what I hear you saying, and I also just over talking to you over the years um, there's a reason for church planning, planting, you know, like even we, we're interested in church planning. Why are we interested in church planning? Why don't we just keep doing the thing that we're talking about and reaching people? Well, the, the reality is, as an example, we live in the Tucson area, which is about a million people in the yeah. area, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we as one you know, aspire, like gathering on a regular basis, we just quite literally can't do that by ourselves, mm-hmm. no. right? Even if we have... But if we totally understood exactly how to prioritize the eternal purpose of God that we're talking about, really the way that then we need to do that is to multiply another church that also has that same vision and right. mindset of the eternal purpose right. to reach people and get that much more people um, into that eternal purpose, into God's kingdom and, and yeah. spread that. So mm-hmm. that's where we come back to why, why church planning. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And oh, by the way, on a practical note, yeah, 1.5 million in our area, in our uh, city. And there's uh, Louis Palau did a survey when he did his crusade here, I don't know, probably 10 years ago now. And they counted the number of seats 
okay. in evangelical churches in our area. It's about 60,000. So on a very practical mm-hmm. way, not to talk about buildings, but just on a very practical way, a sure. lot of churches have buildings in our city. There's not enough seats to really actually Alone. reach 1. So just 5. in a very, very mm. practical way, we need more churches because mm-hmm. there's no way in the world that the existing churches can even fit them together, right. minister to them, disciple them. So we need new churches. Right. right. Yeah, Especially accounting for all the ones that are closing their doors Absolutely. every year and yeah, yeah, struggling. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. And, yeah, Absolutely. Talk a little bit about that and it all comes together. You know, before we wrap it up, you said um, – we're also supposed to love one another. Yes. You mentioned one of the one another verses, and there's a lot of places that I read in the New Testament that talk about. We we even mentioned, I think, in one of one of the two episodes, but loving one another, admonish one another. So we we call them the one another passages, just to to be able to refer to them, right? There's nothing necessarily inherently special about them, but yeah. there is something for us to. How do you live those out? Right. So why the emphasis on the one another? Let's let's talk about that a little Boy, bit. Boy, that's another podcast in itself. It probably is. Probably yeah. touch on it a little bit. Um, you know, I think a, a practical way is. Um, you know, the very basic, basic, basic church <laughs> to be as basic as can be. It doesn't mean that it's the healthiest. It doesn't mean that it's the encompassing is when two or three are gathered in my name. Mm-hmm. There I am. And there's a, there's a relationship involved there. Jesus mm-hmm. is Jewish. He's speaking about relationship. He's speaking about discipling. He's literally speaking about, I want you guys to connect people to me. Like sometimes we talk so much about connecting to one another, but ultimately it's connecting to Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can give us life. And by connecting with him and experiencing him, then we have the ability to do the one another's Mm -hmm. and to, to hear from. So connecting when he says two or three gathered in my name, what he means is gathered under my authority, gathered in my love, Mm -hmm. gathered in my spirit. The goal is in basic church is for us to gather in his name. You know, I'm married uh, to my wife and really we can have basic church every day, Mm. you know, and I'm not excluding the other C's, but the reality is I have to be a church at home and Mm. to gather together. So the one another's begin for us in our home, Mm -hmm. you know, and Jews always understood that to to understand the word and to write it on the doorpost and to live this out. And Jesus is, as a Jew knew what relationship was. He never, ever, mm. ever, ever had in his mind that your church would think that it was about discipling was a preacher preaching and people sitting and listening. It was always about relationship. Right. Always. Mm. Never, ever, ever was it about a, a Greek way of somebody standing at the front and preaching. Now they did that mm-hmm. in the old Testament. And they did that even during Jesus' times, but that was a teaching. And Jesus even from went. God's word. That was and a part He of did it. it. He mm-hmm. even preached it. Mm-hmm. Opened up the scroll and began his ministry right. that way. Uh, was found as a child doing that. So, yeah. yes, he honored that, but that isn't what he had in mind with mm-hmm. discipling. Mm-hmm. He showed us what he meant with discipling. Yeah, yeah. He gathered twelve people. Sometimes a lot less, right? And sometimes, sometimes two or three. Two or three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think we have to start at that basic level Yeah. or we miss it completely. That's really good. I was um, reading through, I think it was John the other day. Um, and I, what came to mind was how he said where two or three are gathered in my name. So I was like, oh, I wonder where he gathers with two others. And then 
um, it, I think it was in John, he gathered with three and I'm like, oh, well that's four. And I was like, oh wait, he did say where two or three are. He is there and, and he's there. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so there he is, yeah. you know, there's three others, but then Jesus right. is there. So there, just there funny also. thinking like, oh, yeah, that's, that's actually true. how it is that's with great. us. Like yeah. we gather and, and Jesus is at Got the table too. three of us too. and here's Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. here Jesus yeah. is too. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I always tell small group leaders, if one shows up, you got four, <laughs> you know, that's not a bad one. You know, if, even if you're leading, now you got five. So you're leading, you got one. If one only shows up, I've had a few times in my life where nobody showed. Mm. And I'm like, well, we're going to have a good small group tonight. <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There me. you go. It's a good small group. <laughs> that's the truth though. Right. Yeah. Like, right. He doesn't leave us hanging even when we're by ourselves. Yeah, that's so true. You know, you could be by yourself and nobody's there. You're in your city. You're in your community. You're in your school. You're at lunch and nobody's there. And you're like, I got that covered. You know, mm -hmm. there's two or three here with you. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got it. Man, that's good. Actually, he's, there's three there. Always. Right. Yeah. <laughs> always. All the time. Always three. So Minimum it's three. awesome. So you always got four. So. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Um, I really appreciate just diving into that a little bit and uh, look forward to the next one. Yeah. Talk to you, you soon. Too. Yeah. Thanks, man.